pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. Have you ever broken a bone? When I was nine years old, I broke my wrist while I was roller skating. To this day, I still remember that sharp shooting pain that felt and traveled like lightning through my arm and into my brain. That pain was so overwhelming that I couldn't think about anything else other than how much it hurt. And as I look back on that moment, I remember this fleeting sense of feeling betrayed by my body that my wrist broke. See, I fell on my wrist to catch my fall. It was supposed to stay strong when I needed it most. It wasn't supposed to break. But it didn't matter how I felt. It was broken all the same. That same day, my mom took me to the hospital where I got x-rays and then a cast on my arm. At first, I was hesitant to get a cast because I wouldn't be able to play with my friends or do things that I loved. I was nine after all. But the doctor explained to me how important it was to have a cast. Without a cast, my hand wouldn't set properly. It would limit my range of motion, and since I was still growing, it might leave my arm permanently shorter than the other one. It might be inconvenient to wear a cast and properly heal, but if I didn't, I, I had two choices. I could either live a lifetime of pain and difficulty doing the simple things, or I might have to have my arm broken again to start the mending process all over. Even as a child, I hated either of those options, so I wore a neon green cast for a couple of months and made sure my arm healed the way it was meant to. Just as bones break and require healing, the heart also breaks when exposed to intense pressure and trauma. When dealing with personal tragedy, a failing relationship, or the realization a dream will go unrealized, several of the same steps happen as they would for a broken bone. First, there's the initial emotional pain that overpowers any other thought. Then comes the obsession of getting rid of or numbing that pain by any means possible. On top of all that, there is the feelings of being betrayed by your heart. After all, we trust our hearts to be resilient, to protect us from emotional trauma, just as we would trust our bones to protect us from physical trauma. And this leads to anger and sadness, both at outside forces we can't control as well as our own selves. But where do we go to heal a broken heart? Psalm 147 verses 1 through 5 tells us exactly where we can find healing. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. 
He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Now, healing a broken heart may seem out of context in this passage at first. After all, it's talked about in the same breath as gathering outcasts and knowing the number of every single star while naming them. Those are impossible feats for mere mortals like you and me. But then again, so is healing a broken heart on our own. But God can do all those things without anyone's help. And if he can do all that and so much more, then he can mend your broken heart too. And it's critical we recognize God is the one who heals us from emotional turmoil and shattered spirits for the same reason we recognize a doctor as the one we can turn to to mend our broken bones. If God is the true healer of a broken heart and we choose not to turn to him, our hearts won't mend properly. When we focus on our own goals instead of spiritual things, we aren't allowing ourselves the opportunity to recover. God wants our hearts to have a wide range of motion that's expressed in how we are moved by compassion and moved to serve others. Unaddressed grief tends to make us more guarded out of fear of getting hurt again. And this limits our ability to have the heart's range of motion fully realized, as it were. If we intend to follow God and his son, we need to be capable of giving more than we get. Without seeking God to renew our hearts and minds, we could be permanently stunted in our spiritual development. We need to trust his timing and his process, even if it's painful and inconvenient. But God wants us to come to him when our spirit feels trampled on. God accepts the sacrifice of a broken heart because God wants us to give him our all, and that's often all someone grieving has left to give. When we offer up our broken heart, it's an invitation to let him transform our minds. But what does God's healing look like? To understand how God heals, we need to look to the example of our Lord and his moments of greatest suffering, the hours leading to his death on the cross. And this is expressed so well in Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 7. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned, every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that is 
before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Jesus Christ is no stranger to a broken heart, but he overcame with God's help. For this to happen, Christ had to first surrender to God's will, which he did on the Garden of Gethsemane, where he said, not my will, but yours be done. A broken heart is a vulnerable heart, and vulnerability begets access. But we don't need to be heartbroken to begin this process. We can open up to God any time. When we are vulnerable, we need to open ourselves to God rather than lock him out. And as we surrender to him, we can look beyond the pain of the present to be confident that better things lie ahead. Once we put our trust in God, we can overcome the pain of rejection from others by knowing we are accepted and loved by a God we actively choose to let into our lives. When our hopes and our dreams get crushed, we can take comfort in knowing that God has a plan for us, for a better future, one where we live eternally unto him, where every tear is wiped away. Though the pain of heartbreak is great, God is so much greater. Though our grief or rejection or betrayal might make us feel lost and alone, the example and process of Christ's suffering both lead us back to our Heavenly Father as lost sheep being reunited with their shepherd. If we choose to follow this example, God can mend our broken hearts and allow them to grow and move to their fullest potential. To close, let's reflect on another passage speaking of Christ and his purpose in Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I want to thank you for listening to Pause to Consider. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and your loved ones. If you haven't done so already, take a moment to subscribe and rate Pause to Consider on Apple Podcasts or your preferred streaming platform so that others might be able to find this show and let it help them to begin thinking about the Word of God. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear it. You can reach out to me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on my Facebook and Instagram pages for Pause to Consider. But above all else, I hope this episode was helpful for you. And I pray that God will be with you till we meet again, whether it be in our next episode or in God's kingdom. God bless. Thank you for listening to Pause to Consider. I'm Levi, and I wanted to be sure you've heard about a few other podcasts in the WCF network. 
I am actually one of the co-hosts on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. That's A Little Faith. Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships in From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or our website, wcfoundation.org slash podcasts. Have a great week.